Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Little Wins Podcast. I'm your host, Alexis. This is um, season three. Can you believe it? Of Wow, That's Fantastic, episode four and part two. With our friends, we're so lucky to have David Newman, board-certified orthopedic surgeon and founder of popdoc.com. Ooh, I got it right that time. Yeah, you did. Popdoc.com. You crushed it. Popdoc.com. I got really tongue-tied the first time in the last episode, so I've been kind of working on that. <laughs> but, yeah. your, pra- your practice has paid off. I- I'm happy to hear that. Beautiful. Ooh, okay, that part's over. Um, we are discussing today a very important topic, uh, the topic of diabetes. And it was brought to my attention in a lot of the healthcare conferences that both David and I have been to, but, but also on a personal level, with Little Wins users questions about diabetes and access to care. And I didn't realize, to be honest, that it was uh, such a concern and that the numbers and statistics are beyond startling and the trajectory could be terrifying. But as, as someone who would rather take those numbers, which I'm gonna hit you all with next, take those numbers and learn from them and figure out, okay, what is it that we can do about it or how do we prevent it? And that's why we have geniuses like David and we're fortunate to have you to, to let's brainstorm and you tell us what, what, you know, um, I want to go through those numbers. If you'd allow me just really quickly before anyone clicks off and says they don't need to know about diabetes and they don't need to, you know, they don't know anyone that has it and they don't want to hear this boring conversation before you click off. Um, here's why you do, uh, approximately 537 million adults, 20 to 73, yeah, 73 years old are living with diabetes. The total number of people living with diabetes is projected to rise to 643 million by 2030 and 783 million by 2045. Almost one in two, which is approximately 240 million adults living with diabetes are undiagnosed. Diabetes caused deaths are 6.7 million. These numbers, I could go on, maybe we'll throw in more, but I think you guys get the point. It's high, right? But this doesn't have to be the situation from, you know, from, I'm not a medical professional, but David is, so he'll tell me if I'm wrong. But from when I was doing my research, it doesn't have to be that high. You know, um, there's there's some things that we could do to to turn that around and at least take care of the people who who suffer of, of this at this time. So David, let's talk diabetes. Alexis, I first want to just um, express my gratitude for being here with you today, as well as, uh, you know, being invited back for number two. Um, and I want to acknowledge, you know, your uh, positive comments about me. Uh, I'm, I'm nothing more than a decently educated person who thirsts for knowledge. And I'm, I um, am not a diabetes specialist. I'm an orthopedic surgeon. But I do treat a lot of people, uh, whether in the past or the present, who do suffer from diabetes. And it's such a common thing that I, I, I like to spend our time today uh, 
really opening people's eyes when it comes to diabetes and, and why it's not a diagnosis you want to carry around or be affiliated with. Or fear, though, either. The word itself is kind of like, yeah. I would. I'd fear it. Well, well, yeah, but you well, don't. I have... would fear it because okay. that might, okay. that might, that might give Retract you the, it. that might give you the impetus. Retracted. To, to not want to get it. So. That, okay. Okay. I, I want to, yeah. I want to, you know, I, I believe that like. That's valid. Having an understanding of the word. Well, not the word, but really what's behind the word. Mm -hmm. So when I think of diabetes, I think of two types of diabetes. One of them you cannot control, meaning you are just genetically, basically genetically predispositioned to have it and it manifests anywhere between eight and 20 years old. Mm -hmm. That's type one. That means there are these little cells that live on your pancreas and the pancreas is like this amorphous tail-like gland that lives under your rib cage on the left side, deep inside your body. Oh my God, and I think I saw that in the movie Alien, right? You <gasps> just might have. And, and, the, and these little, and there's these little clumps of cells that live on your pancreas. They're called the islets of Langerhans and they secrete this substance called insulin. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have those cells, you can't make insulin, then you will die unless you are given insulin. Right. That's type one. That is an auto, essentially an autoimmune disease because your body, for whatever reason, those cells that are producing insulin, they die off yeah, at a very young age. Why? So if you, if you were born with it, we're not really sure. Is it so genetically like which gene or which there's no real rhyme or reason? There's really no rhyme or reason. And most people have some when they are born or it's not really picked up until they're seven to 12 years old and they're just not developing normally. They're having medical problems. Okay. Uh, usually you drink a lot and you pee a lot. Well, that's, that's, what like, that's some of the hallmarks of type one. And, and we're not going to really talk about type one too much because type one, the individual, at least until, until gene therapy and CRISPR gene editing therapy takes hold and people can get eyelids of Langerhans injected into their body and placed where they're supposed to and start working inside that body, which is conceivable, but not done commonly. Mm. So until that happens, type one will be around and insulin is used. Insulin, meaning injection of insulin is used to give your body the insulin you can't make. But that's, that's a, that's a, it's like a juvenile disease. It's a disease of young people. Mm -hmm. But then I think the majority of people with diabetes is type two. Meaning it comes about due to lifestyle and it's not a disease. It's a condition. Right. So that's the difference. Yeah. Type one is a disease. That means there's some pathological process that can be pinpointed by your, you're not producing insulin. Those cells that produce insulin are not doing it. So those types of people, their lifestyle hopefully is altered in a way where they can survive for a long period of time and succeed at life. And that's about just being so meticulous about what they eat, when they eat it, what their blood sugar level is, giving them the insulin when they need it. Different conversation, different topic. Type two is a condition. Now, 
your body makes insulin. So you should be good. You should, okay, yeah, make insulin. And the insulin pulls the sugar out of your bloodstream and lets it feed your organs in your body. Mm-hmm. But, well, that's what I was going to say. What is insulin? Why do we need it? It's well, like- so it's a, it's a, it regulates glucose, which is the simplest form of sugar in our body. Right. It's what all the carbohydrates, if we eat pasta or, or starches, we break it down into glucose. Glucose is the building block of sugar. It is sugar. So it's a unit of sugar, glucose. Don't take away my bread basket, okay? I'm, you have to I'm, take it away. I know. Lose I'm it. campaigning for the bread baskets to be returned. I want it. I, you know what? It's just I need it in order to be happy, and that's it. I'm Are so you currently happy. diabetic? No. So then you don't have to worry about it. Well, not to my knowledge, but the, okay. I will tell you when I was reading these these signs and symptoms, I was like, oh shoot, <laughs> like, um, we'll get to that. But I, I want to just for one second, before we go all the way into type two, um, your perspective as an orthopedic surgeon, but also as the human that I know you to be in when we attend these conferences and we're all from different walks of life with different backgrounds. And we all come together for these conversations, yeah. with these things, these certain topics all float to the top just a couple do in the last year and a half diabetes has been the one that no matter where, what your background was, I've heard more talks on diabetes than I heard on any virus truly. And I, and that is an indicator to me. And, and then when I think just from a personal perspective, I, I can't speak for everyone, but I'll just go ahead and say it. I didn't know a lot about it because it doesn't affect me. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, but I want to, so that again, we can avoid it. And um, all the all the user questions on little wins, we're gonna hit it high level today with what is diabetes? And I don't believe in any such thing as a dumb question, such as what is insulin? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all good. Insulin's right. a hor- it's a hormone. So it's a short little peptide of amino acids that act as a key that opens up cells in each organ to allow sugar to get into them so they can feed so they can eat so the cell can live creepy so insulin is a small little thing floating around that says oh sugar come into my muscle cell come into my kidney cell come into my liver cell come into my lung cell because my lung cells need to eat Mm -hmm. and they eat sugar it's so interesting right so last you know, last episode, part one of our conversation, we talked about how the hip bone was connected to the knee bone. Sure. (laughs) And now we're going to go all the way to like a cell level. I'm really enjoying this. But when you break it down like that, we're walking around, we don't even know all this is going on. And Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's wild. Wild. The the amazing complexities of the human being. Yeah. But this is a necessity. And some people are born without it due to uh, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah. Some people are born with the insulin producing cells, just not doing their job well. And it can kill you. Certainly kill you if they stop doing their job and you don't get insulin externally put into your body. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, do we have your attention now? (laughs) And and that's type one. So that's, that's a lot of people, you know, because sometimes People who are of type one diabetes also have some other metabolic problems in their body, but they don't really know about it or Mm -hmm. it just comes together. 
Um, and we're going to focus really on diabetes today. So it's really the, you know, the processing, your body's ability to process sugar is ultimately what it comes down to. Type one, they can't process it because they lack the hormone to like deal with it, to get it out of your bloodstream, mm. to, to get it into the tissues and organs that need it to live. So when you have too much sugar floating around and can't get into your system, you know, you're not very healthy. You run the risk of like having excess sugar overload, which can cause you to lose consciousness and to die. A whole slew of issues. Whole slew yeah, of issues. A whole slew. Yeah, for sure. And up to and including death. So here's the thing though. When in my research, type two is largely largely preventable, which is why we you refer to it as a condition. I think it's important to note for the people that um, the two types are actually different and that's a main dif differentiator. Why I can't speak today. You're making me nervous. Yeah, that's good. I like that. So, but I, I understand what you're saying, but, but all but the types messages, one or two, and, and, and one is different than two. Yep. Two is a condition and it's preventable. One is a disease and it needs, needs treatment or else there is death. But what I gathered is that the two have in common that all types are actually treatable. Oh, certainly all types are treatable. And that needs to be noted. Right. Yes. We're not absolutely. Just, we're not driving home the shock and awe campaign. We are educating the masses, as many people who want to hear it. But also, all types are treatable. Uh, what's really cool is um, I saw too. Was it just a hundred years ago we started making insulin in a lab or something like that, and um, and that's been life changing. However, people are not they're not getting access to it as readily um well as needed that's a whole nother story right? i just want to tell the people that we do are we are able to make you know insulin and yeah but if you are type one you need it when you're type two it's a lifestyle condition and a almost curable condition mm -hmm. if you make the necessary changes to your lifestyle certainly avoidable right that's what I, i'm gathering it's certainly avoidable if you you know you don't treat yourself like a carnival right is that what you're trying to say to me <laughs> yeah that, that you know your one body is just that important yeah guys i know it's if hard, you don't treat but... it well it's not going to treat you well Mm -hmm. So the symptoms though, um, it's kind of funny when you read them, not funny, haha, but funny, interesting in the, it could be symptoms for so many things that, yes. you know, if I, if I was any kind of, um, living in a constant fear of being sick or dying, this would have totally thrown me into a spiral, but so nobody spiral, just know that these are the symptoms, also symptoms for many other things, but when combined, we'll let the doctor speak on it. Um, I love the, I love your perspective. Uh, it's so important. So extreme thirst. I'm constantly drinking water. We talked about it and I'm just like, <laughs> don't thirst. It doesn't do this. It doesn't hit the same anymore. Dry mouth, fatigue and weakness. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
that can, you know, a lot of these things, like you said, there's a lot of overlap. The symptoms can be found in more than one condition or more than one disease. Sure. Yes. These last three though, are the ones that made me go, Hmm. Um, increased appetite. That would be kind of strange, right? When, when combined with weight loss and then also slow healing cuts. Right. That's when I think we need to go. I'd like to talk about it. You know, when you have that, all that extreme thirst and frequent urination, itchy skin, and you're skinny, but you're hungry all the time. I, that's when I'm like, hi, <laughs> I need to, I just need to, I need to come in. We'll just get this checked out real quick. Cause I don't want it to get worse. That's how I go to the doctor. If I don't feel good or if, you know, something's hurting, I, I want to go, let's check it out and not avoid it before it becomes a larger issue. Well, that, that's like a little access question, right? So, right, and that's you know, something to get to. When, yeah, yeah, because let's say you were someone who was brought up to go to the doctor once a year for a general checkup. Go to a professional that you trust, who's been trained in the medical field and, and knows the human body pretty well. The gatekeeper, the primary care doctor, and you just. You just go there once a year from like, let's say age 35 and onward. I don't know why I picked 35, could be 40, probably not 25 unless you have, have had, unless you've already been diagnosed with something. I'm talking about just, so there's people who get diagnosed with it between the ages of seven and 15. And it's usually because they almost go into a coma and they're like, whoa, what's going on with my kid? Bring him to the ER. And they're like, oh, his blood sugar is 400. Let me check his insulin level. He's got none. He's got diabetes. And so mm-hmm. that's sometimes how it's diagnosed. It's called ketoacidosis, which means your body is creating all these other sources of energy because they can't get sugar into their cells because the insulin hormone is not there to open up the door to the cell. Well, and they don't teach this really in, you know, just intro to health class or, or biology. No, I'm talking, this is, this is the seven-year- this well, is the seven-year-old to the 15-year-old. So it's almost like they don't even have health class at seven years old, right? I'm like, thinking about a parent. I'm yeah, okay. So that's right. That, like, what if I saw that? I wouldn't, I just wrote down the word and I'll include that in the blog too. Because a lot of times we, as parents, we, you and I have mentioned this, in there, they don't really have a handbook for for all of this. And, and they something will happen and it could be out of nowhere like that. And you don't know how to even describe it because you've never seen anything like it before. And they didn't teach you that in school. So um, that key, you and your syllables, ketoacidosis. Good one. Does that, so yeah. So remember when I, when when I, when I just started talking just then, I was talking to the, about the adult population and doing their annual physical to stay healthy from 35 onward Mm -hmm. but jumping back to the zero to 15 Mm -hmm. we are putting another human in charge of that little human and that's called a parent yeah so when you don't have a parental unit or at least one parent that is caring for the dependent child Mm -hmm. that is where the problems potentially begin or you don't unfortunately 
Like I grew up, uh, I grew What's up that? without health insurance. Well, I didn't. health insurance is a whole nother issue because that's not an access problem. That's the acceptance problem. So at least here, I live in New York City. New York City, there's a lot of free hospitals. Meaning if you don't have any health insurance, there are hospitals run by the city that tax dollars go to run the hospital and anybody can walk in off the street, whether you have insurance or not, and say, look, I don't feel good. I have a four-year-old, hasn't been to the doctor in two years. Please see my kid for a channel checkup. And they have to take them. And somebody out there needed to hear that. And I will include all of those. Thank you for reminding me because we met a couple of great people, right? Who they have mobile clinics too, but that was a major deterrent. I think about that all the time growing up, my parents weren't home and, and we didn't have health insurance and they would always tell me you better be okay because you're not going to the doctor, Right. you know, truly. So, um, even on that bare, you know, baseline of, of an understanding here, I think, when these things happen, especially knowing how hard it is to figure it out as a parent, um, if you need help or you need a place to go, they are out there. And I will list those. Uh, it, Thank you for reminding me. I'm going to list all those. yeah it, i think it's you know just a, a caveat of that is in 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 the cities around the, the country i mean like Chicago, Miami, San Francisco, New York City, where there's big urban developments, there are these quote unquote free or greatly subsidized by these large cities. But when you get out to the suburbs and the rural areas, there aren't these types, you cannot access these types. You can't walk into your, you know, you can't walk into a primary care physician's office and say, I don't have any insurance, treat me. They're like, no. Yep. It's sad. It's different. It's it's It is. just much different when you go to the suburb suburbs and the rural areas if you're if you are somebody without health insurance. Or outside the country. And we do have a lot of listeners all over all over the globe. And the numbers that I gave at the beginning, those were the world over numbers. Mm -hmm. Right now we're specifically talking about the nation. Um, there are some organizations that I found for other countries. Um, that, I, that I'll list as well, who they're doing really great work in, in solving for that, where it's, where they don't have just walk-in free clinics. And it's not widely publicized because they're, you know, they're 501Cs. They're, they don't have a ton of money to get the word out there, but they exist. And so that's what you, what we do here. Um, Great. It's awesome. And I think it's important for people to know that there, there is hopefully something in some place close to your home that you can go to or bring your child. To, let's remember, we're talking type one now. Yeah. That's the children's disease, adolescent disease. And so the parent or the caregiver or the guardian has to be cognizant of this, the Mm -hmm. getting that child in for a wellness visit checkup. every year for sure but if you can't then it's every other year but it's really it's almost every year they can track so many different things and they can nip it in the bud let's say they can get it before it gets them before Or it early. Yeah. Yeah. yeah That, that it's, it's huge, but those are the symptoms. And, and if anyone needed to hear them again, it's extreme thirst, dry mouth, fatigue and weakness, increased appetite, weight loss, and slow healing cuts, frequent urination, itchy skin, any combination, what would you say? Three, three. Yeah, I would say, let's say three, I feel like but, those are the numbers. and you'll, you'll, you know, if, if the caregiver or guardian spends time with the child and sees a difference in their way they are 
carrying themselves around, their lethargy or their, their fatigue, their lethargy, they're wanting to just drink, drink, drink all day, or they're just going to the bathroom a lot and those kind of things. Or if they're eating a ton, but they're not gaining any weight because they can't get into the cells. Like, like the energy building molecule, glucose, can't get in to the cell. Let's get it checked out. And also, I think a lot of people need to know that um, it's not just your kid or it's not just you. That's why I hit them with the numbers, you know, so you know you're not alone. I feel like a lot of people that I speak to on the phone and have encountered in life need to know they're not alone um, just so that they have the strength and um, the drive yeah. comfortable enough reaching out. You, it's, it's a big deal, guys. It's um, it's it's affecting a lot of people. But again, going back, all of both are treatable. So just, you know, see the signs. And oh, I was about to just start singing Ace of Bass. Do you remember that? Of course. I saw the sign. Well, that was out of nowhere. I'll sing it for you later. But recognize- Promise? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. I think I have to now, but there's no shame in that game. You see those signs, you call, you go check it out. Maybe it's nothing. Even if it is something, just know that yeah, the earlier you get to it, the better you can learn about it and control it. And they are type true. one. We're talking type one here. So oh, we're about to so go far. right into two. the condition type two. Well, type two, the condition. So the glucose still doesn't get into the cell, but it's for a different reason because insulin is being produced, but the end organs, the organs that need the sugar to live, they're becoming resistant to insulin mm. because of, and, 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 you know, because of many, many reasons, but part of it is just a, part of it is lifestyle for sure. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you, because I did say out of nowhere, treating myself like a carnival, right? It just flew out of my mouth. <laughs> Is that, um, that could have been totally inappropriate, but it actually feels appropriate. Like what lifestyle, if I'm eating poorly or I'm not, just tell me what I'm doing. Use me as an example. Um, how do I, how would I get type two? What would I have done wrong? Or, you know. I think, I think, I think, you know, I think it's, I think it's, uh, it's so, there's so many different factors, which is why if you change all the factors that are potentially giving you type two diabetes, you can cure it. You can cure it. Because your system is is essentially working, meaning you're making the hormones you need to, your cells are, are, you know, your kidneys are functioning, your liver's functioning, your lungs are functioning, your brain is functioning. So it's all there, but for whatever reason, your body is creating a resistance to insulin, meaning the end organ doesn't want, in, insulin can't open the door anymore to let the sugar in. So a lot of people who get this, they have problems, they drink too much alcohol, that messes with their whole system, including mm. their hormonal system. They eat too, uh, too much of some poor foods when it comes to the nutritional value of them. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of people, as they were saying in something I was listening to, don't have access to healthy food. Well, that's a whole it's, nother it's, story. Yeah, we could can a worm every single one of them. That's right. That's like, right. And then, third, you know, and then you got the smoking. So smoking cigarettes, tobacco, drinking, drinking smoking, 
mm-hmm. eating poorly, sedentary lifestyle, meaning just like not doing enough activity, exercise. Those, and, you know, and then let's say dehydration is going to play into that. Mm-hmm. Lack of good sleep is going to play into that. Mm-hmm. So your body is such a complex thing, unit, being. It's, there's there's a lot of different things that make up an optimized body. There's so many things going on at any given moment. You just told me that my lung cells are eating things that are like swam over to them by something. It was, <laughs> it's like... <laughs> I and you know what I like to think that I when I do research things that I have at least some understanding well, that blew my mind I don't know if it blew anyone else's mind but it is a great reminder it's not the first time I've heard it but it's important to know what an incredible miracle it is yes right down to the cellular level and at any given moment again and I think that a lot of people feel a lot of different things that that take over and it takes away from the understanding that at any given moment, no matter what, all these things are happening, your body is still out there cooking. Like, doing its thing. Doing the thing. Yeah. 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 And I wanted to just add one more point that I think is is not forgotten, but it's certainly a part of the equation is like the environment that you live in. And yeah. I mean, the physical environment, mm-hmm. like, are there pollutants mm-hmm. around you? Do you live in a big city where there's so many pollutants? Do you you know, are you close to like pollutants from a factory or from the plastics that are in this world? So they alter your whole internal system and they negatively alter it quite often. Mm-hmm. So we they probably sure. listed around seven different components that could lead to type the condition of type two diabetes. And sometimes you're a victim of circumstance. Like you just, what you yeah. is part of what I was going to go into next. So thank you for, for mind reading. I grew up in, well, we moved a million times, but there was one house. It was right next to the train tracks. Can you imagine? I'm not kidding you. When I say right next to, it was six feet from the train tracks. We're six feet from our driveway. But it was, I mean, it was a really pretty place. It was on a lake, but it was, you know, the whatever the landscape was pretty terrible place for children (laughs) no doubt no doubt ever since that it it um has made me aware we couldn't afford to live anywhere else right so it's made me more aware of certain things like that environmental challenges that you you have no control over but just normalizing that in a conversation and being aware that these are factors. And I think what I hear most of, and I am not a doctor, you are, but what I hear a lot of within our community is, well, I don't know what I did wrong or like what's wrong with me. And it's all this inward talk about, you know, it just, there's no real positive direction there. And the more we understand that our body is well, incredible. We've established super intricate kind of alien, supernatural things working all day long are also with a preset. We came, you know, with a, there are some challenges in each one of our bodies, but we live in a day and age that if we can help you find access to the care or the doctor's appointment, or I can help you, you know, list 
a bunch of places and you can tell them the signs, symptoms and, and stories or whatever within that information, there's God, I hope it's empowering because you could be that girl that grew up next to the train tracks, but not see it in another person. So true that they did too. And, um, and that's why we're here and that's why we do this. Um, yes. And, that and environmental factor is the, the, it's big. It's bigger than you think it would be, you know, because some of the things, as you said, you don't have that direct control over where you live Mm-mm. or, you know, this, the types, sometimes you don't have the direct control over the things you eat or the access to care. And so food, water, clean water, all of it. I've listened to a lot of things, but there are as I said, I am not here to just be Miss Debbie Downer and to tell people things they already know, like you don't have access to clean water and, and great food. What I did do as well is research it within certain areas that they highlighted in, in different TED Talks and podcasts and things that I was watching, news articles that I read. There are organizations that are still working. They just don't have uh, they haven't gotten out there on the forefront enough. So how awesome will it be to put it all together in a neat little tidy box of information? Um, these things sound so scary. Well, the first time I ever heard diabetes, I'll never forget it. I was in Walgreens and the word itself, I was like, oh God, I hope I never get it. But I didn't realize what it meant. And I think, a, you know, a, I would venture to say actually, there are a lot of people, they they just didn't even know what it really meant, especially when the medical term itself can be terrifying. <laughs> just saying it is scary. Um, if we could move past that with these facts and 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 let everybody know that it's worth talking about these signs and symptoms, they're worth following up on because it is treatable. But going back to the beginning, the numbers are startling. The trajectory could be terrifying. But there, there are ways to treat it. Meaning, what I can interpret from that is, despite those six to eight different components that could lead you into that condition of diabetes type 2, mm-hmm. there are certainly several of them that you have some control over. The yes. individual, the human does have some control in many instances not all instances, not control over all seven or eight, but there are a few that are within the control of a, of a, of a you know, mature human being. So yeah. it's about doing the things that you can control in a way that helps bring you up, pull you out from under that stigma of diabetes type 2 or that stigma of high blood pressure or high cholesterol, mm-hmm. you know, there are also diseases and conditions because there's different levels and there's different types of cholesterol and high blood pressure. Some of them are quite treatable and others are not. So we're not talking about those today, but it's ultimately you as a human being, you can see where you are in your life environmentally, what you have access to, what your daily life is like, and make those decisions that help you as a person mm-hmm. succeed in you, whatever you aspire to be. 
control what you can control. This is my mode of operatum because in a no doubt situation where like, there are so many factors we cannot control in any given moment, but I can identify very quickly. That's something I can control. I haven't been able to work out today. So I'm going to the grocery store. I'm going to park in the back of the parking lot and I'm at least going to walk myself to the front door and I'm going to call it a walk. But, you know, I'm going to take the stairs next time because I can. I don't really want to. And I hate it for myself. I'm tired. You know, these are things. Mm-hmm. I do it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for that. And I, and I never really know if it moves the needle. But I know at least if anything were to ever be a situation, I could say at least I tried. That's mm-hmm. right. You know, and, and trying is important. But first, you have to wrap your head around what it is. What kind of education can I get to help myself overcome? Mm-hmm. And then just take, be mindful and do those things. Drinking enough water out of a non-plastic uh, canister. Do they sell yeah. those? This plastic everywhere. Oh, well, that's almost yeah, like it. hopefully your home has it some does. decent water mm-hmm. or you just drink it out of a glass or something metal, but not plastic. Getting enough sleep, as hard as it might be, it is just so worth it. Doing exercise, like you said, you just do some walking, get in the habit of stretching out. You don't need any equipment. You just lift your arms up a few times a day. You stretch it out, you kind of bring it across your, you know, these things help you stay healthy. Eating the right foods, that's sometimes harder because that's a, you know, that's more of an access and also a, a financial ability to have something more than that fast food, you know, suboptimal quality food that is I really, really just at you your fingertips. I really know. wanted you to say a different word, suboptimal. You you handled that really well, but did you see me hold my breath for a second? I did, I did, because you did, you know, it's I was keeping you like, at the edge of your seat right there about what you're say. Some kind of just okay, anyways, that's fine. No, but then let's take it one step further and be like portion control also. If you're going to eat crappy food, mm. just don't eat a ton of it. Just eat like a half a ton. Thank you. Know, you. It's really yeah. all the time, but I try to keep it to the half, you know? Um, I have a food allergy to onion and garlic, and it's serious. It's severe. It's an allium allergy. Seriously? It's not a joke. It is That not- is in like so many, it, that's in so many things are prepared with either or both onion and garlic i know and it doesn't at all go along with my personality like if you cook something i want to come over i want to eat whatever i'm not picky eater there's just these things what do they do for you um well i'm getting there but i I just want you i think someone else out there needs to hear this it's embarrassing when you're not a picky eater but you have to go to restaurants and be like buy don't have an epi pen because they're kind of hard to get right now really expensive but i heard Mm -hmm. yep 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 working on it, but I can't eat this at all. So ask like, you know, what can I eat? Usually it's a cheeseburger, cheeseburger girl. And that's why I'm fighting for bread baskets because at any single conference or anything else, the one thing I can always eat is bread and butter. So don't take them away from me like that. Okay. I I can mean, what happens when you eat an onion? Does your throat close up? Yeah. And it it cooked or raw, doesn't matter. It didn't before. It started small, actually, like stomach irritations. My parents always said I was like, oh, she's just a sick kid. She's got like, you know, stomach always hurts or whatever. But that wasn't really a 
thing as much. It wasn't as widely understood. Our food, we don't have to go down this rabbit hole, but, but our, you know, changes. Has it been isolated? The allergy yeah. testing that it's yeah. onion and garlic in chives and it's severe it's <laughs> other alliums can- i knew you were a unique person and i'm just it's just kind of did you just call me a vampire because it wouldn't be the first time i just said unique person <laughs> i'm just saying that okay so maybe whatever your allergy is i didn't choose this guys i don't like it it's i'm not a fan of it i, I don't have time for it but it is something that is very serious. I fainted at a wedding and that was when I went into anaphylactic shock. And after that was like really- um, Get to the bottom of this. Now it's real serious. So everybody has something within your capability and within the things you can control um, in every little box of tools, individual to you. Control what you can. Have yeah, yeah, yeah. Can- know your body. Mm-hmm. know what's know what's going to make you tick mm-hmm. and you know gravitate towards that we need to get more clean water to other places though okay let's you and i let's find somebody to partner with let's have a water party because the every conversation we have on medical it, it within the umbrella actually of medicine it always every single one mentions water and it's yet still such a problem. Umbrella, what an interesting choice of words when we're talking about Rella, water. Rella, Rella. When we're talking yeah. about water. Rain, rain, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it is a commodity because um, you know, I'm not talking about for the land around us, I'm talking about for human consumption. For consumption, also. 100%. Yeah. And it's it contributing to so many different things that could happen to your body that are super not ideal. If mm-hmm. we had clean water it, and we could avoid it. So again, control. Avoid so it's up to 70% of Americans at any one time are dehydrated. Oh yeah, we hit that one right now. And I told you that was like the percentage of, of water in your body too. I looked it up. I forgot to tell yeah. you. It's thank true. You. It's true. No, thank you. And that's yeah. like of the earth. You know, 70% of the earth is, is water. So thank it's you. It's an easy way to remember it. It is. But I don't want it to be feared. No, but I do want it to be embraced that your water intake, meaning a person's water intake is so important. Did we talk about like the analogy to a car of what water is versus food? We spoke about you and I, but I think it was off air. So you got to share. So I I, I like to. I I like this too. You know, I, I think that let's say the simplest machines they run because they need, they need fuel. Mm-hmm. And they need oil, right? They need they need energy and they need lubrication. Mm-hmm. So you know, so the lubrication is the water, and the energy is the food, the nutrient nutrition that you t- intake. Keep it going, yeah, for sure. So that's really the simplest form. Is like if you're going to become squeaky and your your organs are going to clog up and your brain's going to clog up and your heart's going to clog up and your intestines are going to clog up. And, and your joints, and, and, and like your, your joints are gonna get all yes. stiff. Yeah, if you don't have enough lubrication if you don't have water in your system. Yeah, it's affecting all those organs because water is what brings things around. It what lubricates it, what oils the machine. But then you got to also eat the right nutrition so you can have fuel for your cells. And then of course you got to have can't have diabetes or else your fuel doesn't get into your cells. Because We're circle it, it all back. 
If you do hundred percent and you did that very well. Thank but you. if you do have diabetes, if you were born with it, those people should get the insulin first. I, if anyone is listening, uh, Lex said the people who type one, they get it first. Okay. <laughs> because no, totally because I'm like, get it, give it to them first. Type two. Type two. In like historical terms was not treated with insulin. Right. It was and more like binding medicines and medicines to kind of open the doors that aren't open to let the sugar into the cell um, because there's insulin resistance. So, but, but there's some type two diabetics that now also need insulin because they're just that poorly controlled. Right. But there's a, also, it's hard to get. So let's give it to the kids first. That's oh fine. yeah. Yeah. Totally. I and feel I, like think, I can say that. I just, no, no, please. I think yeah. the kids deserve it first and they first. need it first. And, and yeah. Because it's a life or death thing for them. Mm -hmm. and, and so we will all stop. Big, big pharma, big pharma loves to price gouge and, and they're making the same insulin they made 40 years ago, but now they're charging 10 times more due to, just to the cost of raw materials, the cost of labor, the cost of infrastructure. It's just all crazy going up. And so they're like, oh, I still got to make my, you know, X amount of money per insulin unit. And they're charging, you know, some people are charging tons for it, which is why like, you know, billionaires like Mark Cuban says, I'm going to open up a generic pharmacy to undercut all these big pharma people because the kids can't get their insulin. I literally have told him multiple times, just, you know, by way of this podcast, give me a call. I have so many ideas and I'm on board there. I, <laughs> we can fix this with what we talked about. You know, it's like a match.com kind of algorithm it's a matching system we don't have to be in this situation and i don't want people to fear aches and pains i really try to lead with my own aches and pains or my own experience and things that have broken my heart so that people feel comfortable and free enough to trust me to hear from you and trust that i find people like you guys who are you know, you, you call yourself just an orthopedic surgeon. Okay. Calm down. Not only do you, are you a world renowned one, but you're a human too. And the two are not always coinciding, right? They're, they're not yeah. within the same, yeah. no knocks on any other surgeons, but to have you be human and aware enough of what it like, it's like for someone to walk into your office and also be you and then share all of this information is outstanding and um, priceless. So I get I such fulfillment when people feel better and when they function better, or they give me a, you know, just, just acknowledgement for like giving them the right suggestions or pointing them in the right direction. Because I think, you know, as a physician or as a doctor, you're there to help. Like I went into this field because I felt I had something to give back to mm -hmm. others to help them achieve and to help them like succeed in what they want to do and be. Mm -hmm. So it, who cares if it's diabetes or high cholesterol or, you know, failing eyesight, there are like, you know, I can still empathize and I can still try and enlighten and kind of like encourage them to become educated, make the small changes that hopefully they can do so they can achieve. Arm them with the tools. Mile more, arm them. Yeah. Yes. Arm them with the tools and information, but in within a comfortable 
accepting, welcoming environment is what you do. And from an outsider's perspective, not, you know, I'm not like you. I go in yeah, you are. the other door. More than you think. <laughs> well, I walk in like a patient, you know, or mom or something. And I'm scared sometimes. And I think they are too. And you hear things or like maybe something didn't bother you in your body. Let's say you're overly thirsty or you're eating a ton and you're peeing all the time. And, and now you're not healing cuts. That can be so scary, right? Yeah, Changing totally. the body. But what I really want people to do and hear if they hear anything today um your body is meant to heal will fight to heal you give it a better chance and and the odds are are better by going right away and saying hi hi this is me in doctor's office hi i'm Alexis. i have a, I have a problem i have like 70, <laughs> I have 70 questions i'll be really brief I don't, don't fear it. And if you need me to go with you, I will, but I truly will. I, I love to learn and I am here for, for that situation. I just want to break free of that fear of that's why you're there. We have a doctor folks saying, I want to help you. So go, you know, and yeah, don't, and totally. don't be afraid. If and you also fear, we are here to help the audience understand that they are not alone. Nope. And they also have some power within mm -hmm. to make that change needed. Mm -hmm. You know, you need guidance from professionals and you need access and you need to have some resources, but ultimately you as a person can make that change mm -hmm. that which you can do and small changes lead to big, you know, changes. Put the ho-ho down. Small things. Put the ho-ho down. <laughs> totally put the ho-ho down. Have five Coca-Colas, not 10. You know, start there. Totally. I'm only saying that because no. I have a really good no. friend who did that. She had like 12 Cokes a day. I'm not kidding you. In college, well, the one year I got to go. And, and I was like, well, what if you just did two less? And then like two less after that and see what happened but i i'm totally empathetic to you know i'm not perfect at all but what right. if nobody half, nobody is nobody half the is. burger half the cheeseburger we eat the other half later i don't know yeah. not the whole breast bread basket maybe just some of it it's true it's true and and you know i'd like i know that access to fresh clean drinking water is not always there for everybody but you know that second helping of most foods can be substituted with or for some water. Yeah, I know. We talked about this last time. I just can't stand the way it tastes. I'm almost 40. I've been drinking a lot of water for 40 years. And it's yeah. just really, really, really hard to keep making friends with it because it doesn't have a flavor. However, I have been muddling some fruits. Yeah, there you go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Get a little fruit flavor in there. Plus, it's pretty and even yeah. even like herbs. A basil infused or a mint. You crush oh, up some mint and you basil, put it in there. And a basil or a rosemary. The basil strawberry. Mm -hmm. that yeah. You know, so good. You got to get creative. I think it's like, you know, as long as you wash your basil before you put it in there and you crumple it up so there's more surface area for the water to get on. It's a very simple way to do it. You might be um, asking a lot. You got you took that a little far. <laughs> fine. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, no, I'm no. Actually, I took notes. So you know, I, in, I grow infusions are really not that hard to do. You don't need any no. special things. 
-hmm. you just need to have some creativity and some access to frozen fruit, fresh fruit, frozen herbs, fresh herbs, doesn't matter. And you then put general, it in there and yeah. you let it hang out in there for a few hours mm -hmm. and then you can strain it or not because you can also eat those, those herbs. Yeah. And uh, it's good, but just uh, don't put garlic and onion in uh, Lexus's. Okay. Well, no, I mean, not. Oh, no, don't. You better don't. make sure it kills me because if it doesn't, no. you better run. I, I do think we should do a giveaway of seeds, I was thinking. So I, when you we were talking about basil, I've been planting a garden and I'm not great at it, but it is fascinating every year what grows really well and what doesn't. But it's uh, very inexpensive to do, not the soil always. But um, that could be what's different in in different locations of the globe. Maybe their soil actually is better than what I have here. And yeah, but I can bring that in planting seeds. My basil is popping off the lettuce. That, right? The yeah. Yeah. Three years ago, I couldn't get basil to grow. Odd. Never had a problem with that. Um, but, but to have those things, it's very inexpensive to do. It's a really cool thing with kids and I find it extremely therapeutic digging in dirt. Yeah. You become one I with the earth. You can become one with the earth, you know, I love digging in that. Yeah. That's but why we, you're wearing that green shirt today. I know. I do. Is that a shirt or blouse or whatever you, but it's basil. Sure. It's, it's like, a, it's like basil. I truly don't even think it's mine. I think it's my nanny's. <laughs> it's not mine. I don't know. I think it's my nanny's, but I was like, I love that color. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a yeah. good color. It's my now. I like it. It's popping. Let's do, but I have the action items. So I'm going to send, I'm going to condense all of, you know, the free clinics, the walking clinics and access to those. I will put all the signs and symptoms and, um, you know, what different organizations are, are helping for access to care and mm -hmm. i think mm -hmm. that we should do like a seed water giveaway yeah i mean i like that idea a lot and, and i know ton. that some people at home are probably like what does that have to do with diabetes we'll see back to the other parts about clean water and food yeah i like you know because it's part of lifestyle i think it's a part of a lifestyle that will lift you up and bring you to the next year in a positive light and if these are little changes and we're not saying like go cold turkey on many things except for smoking but cigarettes those are probably the worst things you can do for yourself and as much as like and it's i blame it so much on just lack of education big tobacco just push push pushing and the lack of research back in the day that didn't show and didn't disclose all the negative side effects of it you and I could have the most interesting conversation. Because unfortunately, it affects every organ in your body to a negative light. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, it, and it leads to premature death. And it leads to chronic conditions. And it leads to increased cancers. You all know this stuff. And it can lead to this type 2 diabetes. It can lead to a system. Oh, it can't. It actually can't. I'm going to include all of those things, too. There's a couple things people could. Because, I, I mean, many smokers they don't know how to quit right they want to i think i mean of the conversations i've heard in my mm -hmm. they want to mm -hmm. they try to they say they won't and then it's like a whole thing you can't just like you said it's like my roommate in college you can't just go from 12 cans of coca-cola to zero yes but it's it's a process have a plan a, yeah a plan and, and a process and i think it's it's 
it's only going to benefit you as the person, whether you're saving money because you're not buying the $25 packs of cigarettes mm-hmm. or you're, you're saving the smell of your clothes or you're just kind of saving your insides. Right. I love how you landed on that because the first one, did you see how excited I got? I was like, save mm-hmm. money, buy something super fun you want so bad. Yeah. Or just, <laughs> but, you know, but ultimately you're saving your insides and that should have been my focus. You, but just- provide, you know, but you save a little money on because you don't have to buy cigarettes and you can spend it on your children a little bit more Yeah, you a little- or, or yourself for something that you've I always would, wanted. I would, see, I would give it to yourself. Truly. If you do something like that, something you've always wanted. Yep. I love it. I, but I, you know, I don't know who made me (laughs) the host of this show, but I can tell you that I am so very grateful for, uh, every ounce of time you, every minute, every cell, every (laughs) iota that you spend with me and everyone who listens. I'm grateful to everyone who listens for entrusting me to find people like you and open these conversations. And one thing we didn't really talk about today, but I think it just comes part and parcel with the human being is there's this thing called genes. So you're, you're the, 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 you know, we are made, humans are made by sperm and an egg coming together. Those are the genes that your parents, or if your parents, sperm and the egg, whether they're your parents or just people, mm-hmm. they come together and they produce a human. You have some qualities and traits from them that you cannot change because that's part of your blueprint of what you're made of. So you can't always turn them off and on, but you can certainly modify them through the right lifestyle. So even if you're like, oh, my mom and dad had arthritis at an early age, I'm bound to get it. Nah, not so much. My mom and dad had diabetes. I'm bound to get it. Nah, not definitely. Mm -hmm. So all those things we spoke about, environment, diet, nutrition, hydration, sleep, rest, exercise, vices like smoking and or drugs and or even like caffeine for some people, you know, those are all like drugs, you know, and so you can positively influence your life with the right knowledge and the right action items. And that's really the take home message for most things, whether you have a sore ankle or you have a big belly or you have diabetes or you have some low grade dementia. Yo, we got you. We got you. And we can break the generational patterns. We got you and you got you. (laughs) Yeah. You got you and and you can, you can come to grips with them Mm -hmm. and then take the positive steps forward to like live with them and thrive with them. Even though you have a little bit, even though you're not perfect, because nobody's perfect. No way. Everybody's got something. I hate everybody. Everybody in the club got something. Okay. <laughs> no one is safe there, right? It's it's okay. But I love that you said that. Truly, I think it's important to always repeat that. And and it's powerful. Give the power back to the people over their bodies. Here, yeah. you have all the information. Here, you know now. Here, you have access to care. It's up to you. But it doesn't. Unfortunately, it is up to you. Mm-hmm. But. But we're going to make sure not everybody has <laughs> equality and equity when it comes to access to health care, access to the right resources. So you make do with what you have and you become creative and you make it work. That's why and I'm maybe, right. you know, maybe you strive to become more educated so you can 
go up in society. Maybe you strive and you hang out with the right people that are not bad influences on you. So you can like create something that you're proud of yeah. and that your parents will be proud of or your siblings that makes your husband or your wife healthy. And then you, I really hope that at least one time after you do that, you turn back around and you help somebody else up. Totally. You get I think that that's it. You become a go-giver. You Just get like- and you give. Mm-hmm. You get and you like give and you, and, you, and you have gratitude and you also, you know, are humble and you also make a difference in your local surrounding. Even if it's just one, but you know what? This is why I love you, David. They're fantastic. You, you <laughs> wow. The fantastic David Newman, Jack of many trades. Well, I, I want to just, you know, I let, I want to, I, I want to, come at people with a big heart and a lot of love and some direction well you better be careful because you're starting to become like the most likely to i'll stalk you so you're you're our village um you're gonna be on every medical podcast you're the new host (laughs) david newman because you have you you're just a a brilliant mind and a big big heart and i love your love thank you because we share it and our our lust for sharing and um and boy do we get carried away every single time we talk so no doubt sharing is caring sharing is caring so we we share the right things Mm -hmm. because we care about you and the audience that you Mm -hmm. have around you and even your local family and community and workplace Mm -hmm. you come to work and you're all angry and you take it out on everyone else you know they're not going to be they're not going to get a lot done that day they're going to be all caught up in what you said and how how you made the whole thing (laughs) explode No, see so, back to our first episode on that. Like when your jeans are too tight or your neck hurts, you get grumpy and you say things you don't mean. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no see doubt. And you and you bring other people down. Yeah, so let's bring other people up. We don't need to do that. Well, you did. We're gonna bring everybody up. We're gonna put the ho hos down. Yeah, you know, and unfortunately, it's 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 one of those things where America is built on capitalism. So people are making ho hos because. <laughs> they're sweet and they're tasty and people like eating them but it doesn't bring them any more longevity it yo any life it doesn't uplift no. them no 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 anything in that kind of texture that has a shelf life longer than <laughs> i do i just go away i don't care how cute your packaging is and i can I know for packaging but let's just see you know before you put it in your face folks um put that ho-ho down just put it down put the ho-ho down let's just think about yeah 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 i love love you i love that so great to spend some time with you lexis i always thank you you're a bundle of energy and you have such a big heart so you're great at giving back you have so much to give thank you as do you and when our powers unite that's right because we only use them for good let's do that let's do that I'm grateful. Thank uh, you. I'll follow up with all of this. And I'm not kidding about the seeds in the water. I'm on it like a bonnet. I'm, I'm right. I love that. These are beautiful. The, these are the things that keep me alive. Um, thank you so much for your time. My pleasure. Until next time. Sincerely. Till next time. Great to see you. Ho-ho's Stay down. healthy. Hope put, up. Just put those ho-ho's down. <laughs> uh, <laughs>